Hello, and welcome to the Four Bronx Community Podcast. My name is Laura Levine Pinedo, and I am the founder and the director of the Four Bronx Project. My journey has led me to such amazing neighbors with such interesting stories, and I am ready to share them with you. I invite you to join us as we meet members of our community, such as small business owners and so much more. Let's support local, and let's have a cup of tea together and chat about all things community. Good morning and welcome to another episode of the Four Bronx Community Podcast. Today we are joined by Arnie Adler, aka the Bread Baker of Riverdale. Good morning, Arnie. Good morning. So, Arnie Adler, aka the Bread Baker of Riverdale, comes by his baking skills naturally. He is born and bred, pun intended, as <laughs> a New Yorker. Arnie grew up in Queens and graduated from high school just across the border in Elmont, Long Island. As an adult, he moved from downtown Manhattan to Inwood and ultimately to Riverdale, where he has lived for the past 27 years. Arnie has dreamed of being a photographer since his early teens. He realized that dream when he began assisting other photographers before becoming the first New York staff photographer for Crane Communications. While there, he shot primarily for Industry Bible, Advertising Age magazine, as well as other Crane publications, including Crane's New York Business, one of the first hyper-local publications of its kind. Arnie was on staff at Crane's from 1984 to 1988. He left to become a freelance photographer and made a name for himself shooting for Fortune 500 companies and national publications. Not long after, he expanded his base to include weddings and bar mitzvahs, keeping him busy and fulfilled. When the pandemic came, Arnie found himself without any photo assignments. While government stipends covered his living expenses, they didn't fill the hole left by a lack of work. He had time and energy, but no place to expand them. His family saved the day. Arnie is the proud father of adult daughters, Jennifer and Emily. It was during the pandemic that daughter Emily offered him some of the sourdough starter she happened to make during her free time. Starter is the key ingredient in making sourdough bread, something Arnie always loved to eat. He liked the idea of making it, but was intimidated by the process. With Emily's starter, a full measure of patience, and the help of a few friends, Arnie slowly started making bread that rivaled and even surpassed other neighborhood offerings. Best of all, Arnie found in bread baking a calling that he hadn't felt since his early days of photography. While he was always the family chef, baking was new to him. I love jam bands, he says, comparing his music aesthetic to his kitchen style. An amateur drummer and banjo player who has jammed with other Riverdalians, Arnie says, I cook in the same loosey-goosey way that I play, but baking is more like classical music. You need to play the score, the recipe, precisely if you want good results. No one was more surprised than Arnie that he found the discipline of baking to his liking. Soon he was baking far more bread than any other person could eat and decided to donate his loaves to the friendly fridge at 242nd Street and Broadway. He was becoming justifiably proud of his breads. The satisfaction of bringing fresh baked breads to folks who were food insecure made Arnie doubly committed to continue his journey. He decided to expand. He posted on the Riverdale Facebook page that he was willing to swap his bread for whatever folks wanted to share. The response was amazing. Arnie traded for artwork, including his one-of-a-kind logo by Nina Segenfeld Velasquez, crafts, clothing, and an assortment of delicious homemade food items from all over the world. Soon, his swappers were swapping with one another and getting to know their neighbors. Before long, Arnie started getting messages from folks who felt they had nothing to swap. Could they buy a loaf? Without planning it, Arnie found himself elbow deep in the micro bread baking business. Articles in the Riverdale Press helped expand his network of swappers and purchases. 
Naveen Dhaliwal of WABC Eyewitness did a segment on him, followed by an appearance on the Kelly Clarkson show, which came with a generous $1,000 prize. Three years later, Arnie is still baking and taking photos, combining his two passions, food and making people look good. Hello, Arnie Adler. Hey there. How you doing, Laura? So, I mean, you know, you've interviewed with Kelly Clarkson, for God's <laughs> sakes, and here you are in our little humble abode. Um, I feel honored to be interviewing you. You are a neighborhood legend, right? <laughs> and so thank you for taking the time. So where do we begin? You have exploded in the last three years. It, it, it's been an amazing journey. So you're a photographer by profession. Yes. That's something you've always been passionate about. And um, so tell us a little bit, like, what do you like about photography? How did you get into that? Um, I was lucky that my parents got me a camera when I was young, when mm -hmm. it was film and you had to pay for, you know, getting all the pictures processed. But they, they indulged me with that. And when I was around 11, 12 years old, I was in the Boy Scouts and there was a... Uh, they have a jamborees gathering of all the Boy Scout troops up at West Point. Uh -huh. And I found I could go up to cadets. Now, these cadets are probably 20 years old. But to me, they were grown-ups. And I'd say, excuse me, would you stand next to a statue? And they would. And suddenly I felt this camera gave me power. And I think it just intoxicated me that because of a camera, I could get people to do things for me. Right. Aside from the aesthetic of, of photography, um, I really enjoyed that. And uh, I started off uh, assisting photographers, going doing annual report work, going into factories, which was fascinating. And um, then I was able to get this job at uh, Cranes. And I was doing a lot of portrait work, a lot of their corporate parties. And... Um, I was able to springboard that into a freelance career. So there's different like parts of photography, like art. Like, do you like um, headshots, portraits, group pictures, nature? What is your? Um, I love to go out into the woods and take pictures just for myself. Usually, I don't post them or anything. But when I wanted to create uh, a project of my own, I actually started this thing called One Thousand Faces of Riverdale. Yeah. I had done a project. Uh, I was going to the Unitarian Society up in Hastings, and I did a project where I photographed as many of the members of the congregation that was uh, willing to fit for me individual portraits, and then we hung them, as I called it a photo quilt, all these portraits of all these people of, of the congregation. And it was incredibly powerful, and, and people really, really enjoyed it. And I uh, decided to go to Marty Michaels at the Riverdale Y. She was the director at the time and told her, I'd like to do something like this with the Riverdale Y. And uh, Marty goes, well, I love the idea, but I don't think it should be limited to the Y. What do you think about doing 1,000 Faces of Riverdale? And uh, that's what we agreed on. And it didn't work out with the Y uh, sponsoring me. But then when the um, economic crisis came in around 2008, Again, I had a lot of downtime, and I decided to just start doing that. And uh, actually, KRVC was very instrumental in giving me spots at street fairs and such, and that was where I was doing a lot of the portrait work. Mm -hmm. And I ended up with 700 pictures of um, portraits of people of the Riverdale community. Um, the, job, the project's kind of on hiatus right now, but it was, um, it was really uh, exciting. 
at the time because it was also a way for me to show the diversity of Riverdale because I think people have very um, fixed images of who lives in Riverdale right. and it's far more diverse than, than people, uh, people really think. So do you think you'll revive this in 2024 maybe and complete it? I think about that at times. Also, I'll help you, Arnie. I've lined up that Riverdale Avenue. Boom, boom, boom. Let's get it. At this point, it'd be great to get actually some of the uh, original people because it's been so long, right? And and see the difference in them, especially with the kids. Uh, there were a lot of children that were part of it. I actually did a show at the Riverdale Y of the children's photos, uh, some of the children portraits that I did for that. Amazing. I mean, can we see it anywhere? Is it online? Yeah, there's actually a Facebook page, 1,000 Faces of Riverdale. I love it. It's a Facebook page. I love that so much. Um, and so you were doing this photography. Everything was going great, right? You were doing bar mitzvahs, weddings, things like that. And now 2020 happened. Boom. March of 2020. Yeah, weddings dry up. Right. Uh, no one's going to the office, so there's no corporate portraiture, no corporate events. Um there was really nothing to do. I actually ended up doing a lot of food photography. Uh, I also shoot for Grubhub and Uber Eats and tons of restaurants that had no interest in um, being on that realized that was the only way they'd stay in business. And I think that's how you and I met. Um, you took yes. photos of a restaurant I was working at yes. before, right? Yeah, a local place. So um, yeah, um, it's awesome. So your daughter gave you starter? Yes, she just... Um, at one point, I thought she was going to go into the culinary industry. She actually did a tour of the CIA up, up in uh, um, upstate um, to see if that was something she wanted to do. She chose not to. But on a whim, she decided to make some starter. It just takes patience. You take flour and water, and you feed it every day for like two weeks until the bacteria wow. actually forms in it and, be, and becomes an active, living thing. And that's what you use, just the same way yogurt or kombucha and all these uh, fermented type things. It's it's naturally fermented. Right. And but I'm you know I'm into instant gratification, and the idea of spending two weeks um, feeding this to see if something would happen just wasn't something I was interested in doing. But once I had the starter, then I could actually start making bread. Right. And that's. That's what I started doing. So this is a two-week process, like when someone places an order with you? No, that, that was just to get the starter going. Oh, Once you have starter, okay. you feed it regularly, and um, um, it, you keep on using it. I mean, people have their starter. People talk about a starter that goes back to the gold rush in San Francisco that's, you know, over 100 years old. They keep it in the family. Some people do it. It's just it, flour and water. They, just flour and water, and by feeding it, it's like it, a pet. Like, do you yeah. name it? <laughs> oh, it's, it's the original Tamaguchi. Uh, a Tamaguchi. <laughs> uh, interesting. So interesting. So, um, so she says, "Oh, Dad, I have this starter," and you're like, "What am I going to do with this?" Right? Well, no, I knew what it was, and and I, uh, well, I asked, "Can I have some of it?" So, you know, because I've always wanted to make sourdough bread, so she gave me a bunch of it, mm -hmm. and I started making bread and. It, quite frankly, it was terrible. It was flat, it was dense, it, it wasn't edible. But I was posting the pictures just because I was bored. You know, like everyone else, look what I'm right. doing during the pandemic. I'm trying to make bread, but it, it's more of a paperweight than a bread. Right. Um, but I had some friends that uh, had been baking bread, um, including a, um, a high school buddy uh, that I completely had lost touch with, but has a, a famous 
bakery in California and he started giving me tips and so you know I kept on making bread and um, I was enjoying the challenge and within about a month or so I was making bread that was pretty damn good wow and that's when I realized I love the process of making bread as much as eating it and you didn't give up somebody else would have been like oh throw it in the towel you know, you said, no, I'm, on, I'm determined, I'm going to make an edible bread. <laughs> it was um, 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 something that I, I was committed to it. Right. I wanted to see that I could make a bread. It, it shouldn't have been that hard. So I was like constantly, you know, trying it and um, different websites and YouTube and uh, looking for ways to improve what I was doing. Right. And your first, the first... Um I don't want to say, do you say flavor? What do you say? Like, well, yeah. first flavor was traditional, Plain. right? Yeah. Plain? Yeah. I, you, you know, you, you uh, learn to walk before you run. Right. It's more complicated when you start adding things into the dough. Right, right. So, um, you know, I was just making plain bread. And then um, I decided, you know, while I'm making all this bread, I can't eat all this bread. What am I going to do with it? And I knew of the friendly fridge, and I decided to bring it down there at um, 242nd and Broadway. And whenever I was bringing bread, uh, Sarah and Selma were there, the people who were running the uh, uh, friendly fridge, and they were saying how grateful people were. They, they kept on asking, is the bread guy coming? Uh, yeah. coming. Uh, you know, these are people that, you know, have food, you know, live in food insecure lives, and and to get fresh baked bread, you know, that, that was it's just... a luxury item. You know, so they, they were so happy. And that that really gave me a bunch of confidence, too, that I was on to something here. That it wasn't just because I made it, I liked it. Other people were really enjoying it. Right. How many loaves would you say you've made to date? Oh, God. Uh, <laughs> you should have asked me before I got here because I actually keep a log. No! I do. I, I, well, I, I by have... the time we post this, uh, we're going to include that. You can tell me because that's something. In, do you think over a thousand? I would say so, yeah. Okay. I mean, I I always used the number of 50, which is what I made last Thanksgiving in terms of orders just in one week. I made 50 breads. So, and yeah. you're doing all this out of your home? Yes. I started off with a, you know, I'm living in a, a very basic, um, you know, uh, rental in, you know, in the Bronx, and I had this, uh, I have a galley kitchen, and it was a small 24-inch um, uh, oven, and when you're making one loaf of bread, you usually make it inside a cast iron Dutch oven. It holds right. in the heat, it holds in the steam of the bread, and it works out wonderful, but when you want to start upping the number you have to kind of turn your oven into a giant dutch oven so i have to close off the vent and i have a tray of rocks at the bottom of the oven and i pour boiling water on the rocks to create steam and the whole oven becomes this giant steam room to help make the bread so i was making at a max four breads at a time and i was up to 16 breads in in a day so that was a lot of time with the oven going and, and I mean, it's hot out bread. How long is the process when you get an order? Like, is it having a few hours to make the bread start to finish? Uh, start to finish, it's a three-day process. Wow. Um, you know, because I keep the starter in the uh, refrigerator so that some people keep it on the counter, but then you have to feed it every day. So I keep it in the fridge. It slows down. It's, it's like slowing down its metabolism. And I take it out the night before 
and I feed it so overnight it becomes active it's like really alive and in the morning I use that starter with flour and water and salt and make the dough and that takes about five hours of work of making wow. the dough but you know you you play with the dough and then you have to let it rest for a half an hour and you play with the dough you know there's an expression dough takes time but it's not all your time Ugh. and which and but it works perfectly for someone like me because i go i do what i need to with the bread then there's a half hour break i go back to my office and i edit photos right so it, it's it's it um, dovetails into it very nicely. And then the bread, you know, somewhere around, I'll be starting at around 7 in the morning, working on the bread, making the dough, and I'm usually done around 1 in the afternoon, and it goes into the refrigerator overnight. And then the next morning, I bake the bread, and it takes about uh, 45 minutes uh, to bake a bread. Right. So you're, I, you know, I started, like, recognizing your name throughout the pandemic for the Riverdale Facebook group, just my experience. Um, and you were swapping and, and all this stuff. And then like, kind of like overnight, you're like on the Kelly Clarkson show, you're on the news, like how did this happen? Um, none, nothing that has happened really has been planned. This is, um, there, there's no business model for what I'm doing. There's, um, it's just fallen into place in, organically. And um, which is what I love about it. Um, you know, I started giving the bread to Friendly Fridge, and then I thought, well, what else can I do here? Well, I posted in the Riverdale um, on the Riverdale Facebook page. Does anyone want to swap with me? I just, I don't know. I think I saw someone else doing something like huh. that, and I thought it was a clever idea. You know, people were just trying to do things during the pandemic. I goes, anyone want to swap a bread? Whatever you want. You know, there's there's no. Oh, I'm not going to value one against the other, you right. know, whatever you want to do. And I'm getting lasagnas, I'm getting artwork, I'm, I'm getting scarves. It, 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 it was incredible. It was fun, right? It, 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 um, What's the craziest thing you got? You're like, wow, this is really nuts. Did you get like a live hamster? No. <laughs> no live animals. Um, but um, I, got all, I got a lot of babkas and... and uh, noodle puddings, uh, noodle homemade, pudding. yeah, homemade, um, um, it's, it's, it's kind of like baked pasta, it's like, it's kind of, Ooh. yeah, okay. um, uh, some people know it's noodle kugel, um, I got a homemade pizza that was better than any pizza that, that you could buy, I mean, it was, it was just amazing, I got ribs, Someone had a smoker and made me ribs, um, you know. So, and then I had someone. What 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 I saw was I don't know if it's strange, but what was the coolest was I there's someone I actually still um, swap with like once a month. Mm -hmm. She makes granola, uh -huh. so I give her bread. She gives me granola. But there was another person that for about a year I was swapping yogurt. She was making her own yogurt for bread. And the yogurt person and the granola person started swapping. Well, so, if you keep this up, you won't have to go grocery shopping anymore. It's true. Right. And, but it was also creating this community right. of, you know, where it was like, you know, when that happened, it was like, this is going beyond me. And that's, and that's it's, really yeah, cool. Yeah, it's connecting the community. And so Nina Velasquez did your logo. Yes. Um, and did you swap that for bread? Yes. How did that happen? Um, I was seeing her artwork and 
somehow we, we she, I had she, she was really went, amazing during the pandemic she was posting a picture a day yes I used to look forward to looking at these pictures yeah uh, I also swapped her she paints these rocks um, uh, I think it's Migdigliadani um, I know I'm messing up that name it's a very famous artist that I think is part of her inspiration and she uh, works in kind of that style at times and she was painting rocks and leaving them in the woods for people to find that's so yeah um, she's, she's a wonderful person and uh, so she just uh, I asked her if she can do because she was doing portraits I go would, would you do a portrait of me? And she goes, okay. And she came up with this amazing, beautiful uh, portrait of me. But not only was it this cool portrait, she put the words in it, Arnie Adley, the bread baker of Riverdale. So she's the one who yes. gave you this name. Yes. So, and it's like, I went, that's me. That That's who I am. I'm the bread baker of Riverdale. You are the bread baker and, of Riverdale. And, um, because and we don't have like a really good bakery people have asked me um, if I'm ever going to open up a, a storefront which I think is highly unlikely that I'm going to get to do but oh my god that would be amazing um, but people people are hungry for good uh, good bread isn't there a saying the butcher the baker the candlestick maker yeah. I had the baker so now we need the butcher and the candlestick maker on the show now I would love for you to open a storefront that'd be amazing oh my god I'd be in there all the time um, my favorite flavor is everything mm. what are the flavors that you offer um, can you pass me a, a cracker I need I need. Sure. I can't keep talking about this my mouth is watering thank <laughs> you sorry so the cracker so the, the cracker is Laura's talking about is when you know you have to feed your starter so you're adding flour you're adding water so eventually the container gets overfilled so you have to get rid of some of the old starter if you're feeding it so what you get rid of is called discard sourdough discard and people have created all these recipes of things you can do with it you can throw it into pancake batter you can make mm. muffins and what I like to do is make crackers where I take some of the starter and a little flour and butter mix it all together and roll it out flat and then I can sprinkle whatever but a, a lot of the times I, I put an everything bagel topping on Delicious. it and people really like those they re my, my breads are just flour, water, and salt, but the butter that's in the crackers just makes them really wonderful. We, I had a bread bowl um, with soup with your bread. It was yes. so amazing. Um, uh, but the, in terms of flavors, I do an, uh, a, a multi-seed where I put flax and pumpkin seeds and uh, sunflower seeds into the bread. I make a turmeric bread, which comes out bright yellow. I make cranberry walnut, fig, and pecan. Um, the everything which just has the everything bagel topping on it. I also make a chocolate cherry, which is really cool. What's the the best seller? Uh, cranberry walnut. Really? I yeah. thought you were gonna say everything. Yeah. I thought he was gonna say the sourdough. <laughs> you take the plain? Huh? I, I take the plain because then you dip it in the oil and the oil. butter. Yeah, no, I love everything. That's fine. <laughs> And you brought these crackers, which I really love. They're very soft. They're not like, sometimes you eat a cracker and it's like really like, mm -hmm. like my teeth going to be in my head, but this is like very soft. Um, so cranberry walnuts, the most popular? Yes. So you're doing, just to backtrack, so you're doing this, you're swapping, and then how did Naveen Dhaliwal reach well, out to you? Well, the Riverdale Press did an article on me. Okay. They found, you know, they were monitoring, I guess, the Riverdale Facebook pages and seeing all the activity because people were posting how much they enjoyed my bread. So they came and they did an article on me, and then... Um, 
I finally, my, my friend in California, who's the bread baker, kept on saying, well, if you really want to learn how to make bread, Arnie, you should come out and, and stay with us for a week, and I'll show you what the deal is. And I took him up on it. Oh, good. I went out uh, with my first real vacation in like 10 years. Wow. It was a working vacation, but my first vacation. Um, it's a town called Los Alamos in California, not New Mexico. Uh, it's kind of like um, you uh, if you know where Santa Barbara is. Okay. You go up into the hills away from the coast. And it's a town of 1,300 people, but it's a huge um, spot for people from Los Angeles to go to on the weekend. Uh, a lot of vineyards. It's like the new Napa Valley. Los Alamos? Yes. It's, uh, the, uh, but it's also the new Napa Valley, so there are a lot of vineyards, a lot of uh, quaint B&Bs, a lot of good restaurants. So people go up there for the weekend, and he's, he's famous now. Uh, for what he does there. And in fact, he had, had to open up a second shop because the locals were getting angry that they had to wait so long online for bread. So, you know, I went out there and, and I posted about that and they came and they interviewed me a second time. And then Navid, I guess, saw that and um, came by and did a piece for WABC, which was, was amazing. That's amazing. And so you had this piece. Was your phone like going crazy after this? A little bit more. Okay. A little bit more. I was I was already really busy with breads. I had like a two week uh -huh. backlog at that point in um, in in orders just right. because there's just so much I could do per day. Plus I was also doing some of my photography, you know, at that point also. Right. So then how long after the ABC segment did the Helen Clarkson show and how did that happen? Oh my gosh. Um, Probably in a, in a month or two. Okay. And I obviously they had seen it, yeah, and okay. and her people called me up, and um, I, it was hard to imagine that you know Kelly Clarkson's people are calling me, and um, within a day or two I had to get a phone call from Rachel Ray's people. Oh my goodness! And it turns out I had to choose because they compete. So I couldn't really? be on, I couldn't be on both shows. So um, I decided to go with Kelly because she uh, has like a bigger audience. Okay. And um, I had to send in an audition tape of of they told me you know make a two minute three minute little thing and um, send it in and um, they liked it. And in fact, uh, and then we had to the day of. Um, uh, I had to do a practice run with them, which went very well. And then they, it was like, okay, you're on call. And in a way, it was good. I was the very last segment of the show because the adrenaline had all burned off at that point. Right, right. You know? Right. And what, what, what flavor did Kelly Clarkson eat? Well, she didn't get to eat any because she was in California. Oh, it was all done it was remote. Zoomed. Yeah, oh. it was all done remote, so Kelly didn't even get the, to taste the bread. Oh, no. And then I wanted to send her bread, and I found out what FedEx charges her overnight to California. How much? For a bread, one bread would have been $150. Wow. Wow. So for, I was going to send her a, a selection of breads, and that was going to be like $300 ago. Okay, I'll send one bread. That was $150. So. That's um, I'm hoping to send her some. She's in New York now. Oh, okay. So I'm, I'm hoping to see if she remembers me and if I can send her some I'm bread. I'm not sharing this bread. I'll tell you that, Arnie. <laughs> Sorry, Kelly. <laughs> um, now, what are some challenges you face with this business? Um, well, there's just so much bread that I can, I can make. And I'm also... 
um, well, I don't have the overhead of a store, um, there's a lot of time involved in making the bread. Um, so, you know, in, in terms of a business, it's, it, you know, it's really a labor of love because, you know, I'm, I'm making, you know, a dollar an hour when, if I look at it that way. Right. Um, but I also found some places to get my flour and my supplies um, where I can buy wholesale. They'll sell me a 50-pound bag. Um, uh, I can just go in and buy one 50-pound bag. I don't have to buy a pallet. Okay. So that, that's helped with my expenses and such. Because at first, I was buying bread, just going down to like Garden Gourmet or mm -hmm. Target and, and picking up the bread there. And it was getting quite expensive. If there's something, like in a perfect world, what would your goal be for this company? Right? You know, I'm still trying to figure that out. The, the thing is, is that my friend in California has a full cafe. People come for breakfast, they come for lunch, and they sell pastries. And there was a uh, bakery up in Hudson, New York, uh, Bread Folks Bakery, that got listed as the top uh, bakery in New York State by, by Town & Country Magazine, and they sold pastries. And I was actually had an opportunity to chat with the owner of that while the, re the bakery was still going. And no, they, everyone tells me you can't just have bread. You can't have a shop where people come in and buy, they're gonna buy one bread, maybe two. But if you've got a dozen different types of cupcakes right. and, and things, or they can sit down and have a sandwich, right, right. people are gonna do that. And that's really how they stay in business. So, I'm not really, you know, I'm not uh, skilled in the, in, the, in the restaurant business. So the idea of, you know, I can't bake bread and make sandwiches and um, make cupcakes. So I would have to find someone to partner with. And, you know, it, it, right now that all seems so overwhelming to me. You know, I was in Brooklyn, um, Industry City. Have you ever been there? Yes. They have, I don't know what you call this, but it's like a communal kitchen mm -hmm. where like just different companies share the kitchen and sell out of that. I mean, would that be an option? It might be. There's one in Queens I actually did some photography for that's like that, but they're not very local. And I got to tell you, there's part of me that likes working out of my apartment. Um, it's really cozy. Right. Um, and right now, number of orders I have, um, Coupled with the fact that I'm still doing my photography, it, it creates a nice balance. And right. just this past month, I got a new oven that's going to allow me to um, bake a little bit more uh, at a time than than previous oven. So that's really going to help. Or if a pre-existing company would have would like lend you the space, like I don't that, know that. That is an interesting idea. If there, if there was someone in like Riverdale, Yonkers, there is. I'll tell you after this. I know someone owns a bakery that, that wanted to mm -hmm. bring bread into their, Wholesale. you know, type thing, and and have me come in and do that in their location. You know, I thought about using uh, approaching pizza parlors in the area to use their ovens um, in the off hours. You know, I just haven't gotten up to. I can still produce. Um, the orders that I'm getting out of the apartment. Right. So um, I don't need to add that expense uh, to do that. 
How long, if, if we get this bread as a present or we have a party, how long will it last? How many days before? It's, it's a good for three or four days, but it okay. also freezes really well. Okay. Um, you can slice it and then take one slice at a time out of the freezer, or you know you can just put the whole bread in and let it defrost. Um, but never put your bread in the refrigerator. It kills the taste. Don't ever do that. Don't ever do it. You're hearing it here. What is one thing that if Arnie Adler puts in the oven is going to be horrendous? Like, what's one thing that you really stink at making? <laughs> I'm, I'm trying to think. Now. There's nothing. I really, no, no. There, there, there are things that I'm still challenged. I, I make a great lasagna. Oh. I make a great salmon. Um, Deb? Arnie's oh, wife, no. Deb, is here. Deb, what's something that you wouldn't eat if he made it? <laughs> that I wouldn't eat? Yeah, yeah. what is what he not good at? Not getting um, um, what did you make? Stuffing? She didn't like my stuffing. She like stuffing I made last night. Pork tenderloin? <laughs> nope, good for the pork tenderloin? No. <laughs> <laughs> I find that challenging because it's, it's hard to get juicy. Um, uh -huh. And uh, Deb and I have very different tastes. She likes her food relatively plain. I like to put in more spices and, and things that I can't even remember. But how Deb many. likes the bread. No. No. No, Deb does not like sourdough bread. She loves the crackers. The crackers, okay. But she is not a sourdough person. I wonder, is Deb falling all over these bread <laughs> ingredients in her own kitchen, yeah? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I, I, I have to give major kudos to my partner, Deb. Uh, I've taken over half of the living room in doing my baking and such, and she's allowed me to do that. Because uh, it makes that, you happy and you're good at it, and that's... And yeah, a supportive partner right there. Very supportive. Right I now, thank God you didn't uh, end up with someone who doesn't eat carbs. <laughs> Could you imagine? I don't know how that would work out. <laughs> On the keto diet, right? Uh, what do you call it? The Atkins diet? For keto, yeah. So now you yourself, you've been in Riverdale for 27 years. Yes. What is something that you like about Riverdale? And what is something that you think as a community overall we can improve on or change? Um, I, I think Riverdale is beautiful. Um, I love to go to Wave Hill. It's just um, my little zen place to be able to go there and, and, and chill. Um, I love how convenient Riverdale is. I mean, it, it's uh, on top of everything else, you're, you're a half an hour from Midtown. You're a half an hour from White Plains. You're five minutes from the GW Bridge. It, it, you can't get more convenient. And as someone who takes photographs all over the tri-state area, the fact that... I'm, I'm almost central to any place I'd be going to makes life really easy um, you know so that's that's and and the people have been so nice to me and so supportive with this bread that that I, I can't say enough about the support that I've gotten on this uh, we, we all know that things can get a little iffy on the Riverdale Facebook pages no really and, <laughs> everyone has been so gracious and so supportive um, it's, 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 even if the bread itself wasn't great, just the way the people have reacted is, is, it's been a gift to me. Right. Now, what's one thing you think we can improve on as a company? Um, whew. 
uh, try to figure out how not to have people's wheels stolen off their cars would be really mm. nice. Catalytic converter. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I, I feel very grateful. I actually parked my car and uh, my building has a, a garage and it's like, it just seems a little crazy. Um, every day there seems to be a posting of someone who's lost their wheels it's and sad, stuff. It's sad, isn't it? It's yes. really sad. And also there's so much theft going on in the stores. I mean, Rite Aid on 238th is closing down because of mm. theft. You know, but that's things, I guess, just comes with the times, right? Um, what businesses do you like to go and support? Do you want to shout any of them out? Um, I like Artisan. I like Early Bird. Yes, I drink a lot of coffee. <laughs> you need um, it, Arnie. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, ba a baker's hours are, are, are hard. Okay. And, um, uh, I, like, I, I like having a local drugstore. I... Regal, I go to Regal Drugstore. Right. So um, shout out to Barbara, she's so lovely. Yes. So um, you know, and the, and the little shops around the the wine stores, the dry cleaners. Um, it's not. It it just makes it feel like a local, a nice little town. Little town, right? Yeah, exactly. Um, now. What you do a lot of pop-up markets. Yes. What is the importance of businesses opening their door to the smaller businesses coming in these pop-up markets? I, I uh, for me, it's an opportunity to meet a lot of uh, new people for people to get a taste because I always have samples out so they can come and try the breads and you know it's you know even if the bread isn't expensive it's a big it's a big loaf of bread so you know I may not want you know not everyone wants to take home a bread that they're not sure what it's even going to taste like uh, even for me if I go to a bakery that I've heard things about I'll buy usually I'll buy just one bread because I want to have it fresh you know I always wish but they've got four different breads that look interesting I wish I could just have a taste of them right. uh, you know so you come to the pop-up you can have a taste of my bread right and uh, I think that works out for a lot of people but people get to, to you know it's not online it's people get to, to touch it they get to taste it the other people there a lot of artisans people get to see the artwork in person you know I bought something off of Etsy and it, it, it's nice but um, it's you don't really get a sense of it you know just looking at a picture you right. know, and the idea that you can go to these shops and, and see what people are selling. It fills their wonderful. senses and you meet yeah. people and it gives a personality to the business and a personal touch. Um, so what's your message to businesses that open their doors and allow pop-ups like this? Thank you. <laughs> Short and sweet. So I also want to move over to the fact that you are now teaching bread making classes here in Riverdale, correct? Yes. Tell us a little bit about that. If we want to join the class, where it is, things like that. With Tasia. Um, Tavares, uh, who was at the time in charge of um, outreach at Riverdale Neighborhood House, and she invited me to start selling my bread at the youth market on Thursdays. Right. So I was doing that for you know a couple of a couple of months and working out really well. And then she said, "Would, would you like to teach a class on bread baking?" And I, I had been teaching at the Riverdale Community Center Photography. I had done that for a couple of years. So mm -hmm. I'm used to teaching in like a community environment and creating the curriculum. And I, I said, sure. And it turns out that, that 
this has become a really big thing for me and and as much fun as baking bread is teaching other people how to bake bread at Riverdale House we have up to eight students I do it almost once a month right in the usually in the evening and I have created a curriculum where I can show in less than two hours the entire 36 hour process of how to bake a bread. And they take the bread home. And uh, well, they don't, they don't take home a baked bread, but we get to taste bread there. They get to take dough home that they can bake. And they get to take home starter. So like the way I started in, the, in baking bread, they don't have to worry about making starter from scratch. They have starter, so they can go home the next day and start baking their own, making their own dough, and making their own bread. And you love teaching this, and I really enjoy that. And it's gone further. I started off teaching, you know, at Riverdale House, and once I enjoyed, uh, saw how much I enjoyed it, I started approaching other cooking schools. And there's a place in Williamsburg called Brooklyn Kitchen, mm -hmm. uh, run by um, Taylor. Erkian and um, again she has me out there once a month I go uh, on usually a Saturday morning and we get up to 16 people in the class there we get a lot of couples we get uh, tourists um, she advertises on TripAdvisor so there are people who are just coming to New York for a visit and go what can I do in New York that I I don't think I can do in my own town and they they find they can learn take a bread baking class right and so we have a lot of fun with that I have ideas for us Arnie I have ideas I can't wait to hear them. Uh, like, better be like share gypsies tramps and bees running around town <laughs> I think we should do like a walking tour of Riverdale food I mean, right? Yes. Wouldn't that be nice? Coffee and your bread and then this and that, the EJ's Bakery and just, you know, make a little yeah. afternoon out of it. Um, so is there anything else that you would like to share about you, about your business, any shout outs? Mm. I would love to um, be teaching more. Um, I've been trying to approach like some of the synagogues and I know they need to have everything kosher and I completely respect that. And I think I figured out a way to even make kosher starter so that we could, everything would be, you know, within the parameters um, that would be needed. And that way, if we can make the bread at, you know, use the kitchen at the synagogue, we can make bread that people who are kosher purchase also. That'd be really because nice. right now they they can't, you know, they can't have my bread. So I, I would love to be able to do to that. To expand that way. And if there's any like person out there, because you never know who's listening to this, Riverdale is a big town. If there's anything that you would really need to make your business succeed, besides like a check for like $500,000, like is there anything that you need that maybe someone can help and space or promotion or anything that you need assistance um, with? I, you, um, I'm, I, I don't have an answer. You don't have one. an answer. Well, let's you say, tell me what you what you think I can I mean, use. No, I mean, like, if someone wants to offer their services for marketing, I think, you know, I don't know, making, cool. making videos of, of your work, right? Anyone who wants to help promote my, my business, I'd be happy to talk to. Okay. And now, so if we want to buy a bread, if we want to, ha if we have a business inquiry, catering, anything, where do we find you? Uh, I have a website, um, uh, www.breadbakerriverdale.com you order the bread through the website and it lets me know and then I contact you and I let you know when I can get you that bread and that's how people get uh, get bread for me okay so um, is there an you know, email 
again, Baker at breadbakerofriverdale.com. Okay. And your social medias you have? Yes. I'm okay. on Facebook. I'm on Bread Baker of Riverdale Instagram. So there are plenty of ways to reach me. And if someone want, has a business inquiry about your photography business, where can they find Yeah, arnoldadler.com. Okay. Um, like I said, I do weddings. I do bar mitzvahs. I photograph for restaurants, for any local restaurants that uh, need work. Um, just did some uh, photography for, for Bunny. Uh, Booney Cafe in uh, Inwood. Yes, they used to be here. Yes. You? Okay. Very nice. And what's one thing you want to leave this? Um, give uh, a piece of advice to an aspiring baker or an aspiring person that wants to accomplish their dreams and goals. Just do what 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 makes you happy. Um, it, you know, if if money isn't the uh, money was never the uh, end game for me with baking. Uh, I did this because I needed to do something, and this was uh, made me whole. Baking bread, I really, really enjoy it, and you know, create something that really works for you. You know, when I started the photography, it, it's all about serving my clients, giving them what they needed. Um, with the bread baking, I've kind of, I don't have to make money from that, so I'm making it. Uh, I'm molding it into what I want it to be. And I I think it's a much happier way to, to operate. Right, right. And um, I'm just thinking of the starter. I've never heard of starter before. I'm just thinking of like the Pillsbury Toblerone <laughs> running around on the Adler's kitchen. <laughs> I'm sorry. Um, and what's one word you want to give? What's a, something you want to say to the community overall that supported you thus far and will continue to support you throughout your journey? Thank you. I mean, R Riverdale is really... Um, uh, been amazingly generous to me, and I, I appreciate it so much. Um, you know, my kids went to school locally, and uh, I knew other parents, but I, I, I never got that sense of community when my kids were young that that I've gotten now. I mean, I'm I'm one of the few people that that the pandemic actually um, talk about turning lemons into lemonade for me. Uh, the end result is something that that we're on the other side of it. I'm I'm a better person. I'm I'm happier now and feel more productive than, right. than I did before. Well, that's really great to hear. So I want to thank you, Arnie, for coming and spending this amazing morning with us. Thank you to KRBC for providing this community space where we have our podcast five hundred five West two thirty six. If you would like to come on the 4 Bronx Community Podcast and tell your story, please email me, Laura, the number 4Bronx at gmail.com. Arnie, it's been a pleasure. Thank you Thank so you. much. And until Thank next time, much. community. Well, friends, that wraps up another episode of the 4 Bronx Community Podcast. If you would like to be a guest on the podcast, email me today at laura4bronx at gmail.com. Join us next time.